Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Anonymous. Anonymous. Plan for the wasteland. 
All right, everybody, welcome to The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. Usually the podcast hour is the 8 to 9 hour tonight, but tonight we're going to be doing a uh, an extended podcast because I didn't have time to organize things too well. So we're just going to kind of go through all the stories. And once all the stories are gone, we're going to go into red light. Uh, podcast listeners, be sure to check us out on Odyssey, YouTube, and of course, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Media. If you don't want to do any of that, though, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash echoplex, and you can, if you support us at the $5 level, you will get full audio capture of all our shows, the video capture of all of our broadcasts, except for like any DJ work I do. I just cut that out of the videos that we put out there. And um, other great stuff, uh, like this week I put out Conspiracy Bingo and Catterday for patrons, so <clears throat> that's good. And you also get the shows a day early. The like this show will go out Wednesday, but the patron show goes out tomorrow. Intellectual Dollar Tree will go out Thursday. The patron or Intellectual Dollar Tree will go out Friday. The patron show goes out Thursday, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and uh, I guess with that, let's get right to it. It's, has it's been a hell of a week, everybody? Um, there's just so much different stuff going on. I couldn't really separate it out in any kind of meaningful way. So it's just all in some kind of thing that resembles an order of things so our first our first couple stories are about george santos um if that's his real name here is the republican chair of the for the state of new york talking about all of george santos's supposed accomplishments fucking a Hold on a sec. Ah, that was my fault. Getting off to a great start. What is this? Uh, where'd, where'd it go? Riveting radio on Echoplex Media live. Can you just explain what was on that resume? Well, to my recollection, it said he went to Baruch College, said he went to NYU. He later, or perhaps at the interview, I didn't attend it. Uh, that he uh, sought a master's degree. Oh, what's up, contraband? We're going to be having contraband on uh, the intellectual dollar tree, I believe, uh, maybe February 1st. I don't recall, was it City, City Group, I think? Uh, said he was very successful, told me personally that, uh, that he uh, had made a lot of money at that age and, and was successful in life. Um, we got into it, started getting personal about the fact that uh, he came from a poor background, but that he was able to be very successful. Told me, I remember specifically, I'm into sports a little bit, that he was a star on the Baruch volleyball team and that they won the league championship. And what can I tell you? <laughs> look at all these fucking, look at, look at all these like old, old white dudes laughing at the back. Like they, they, they know this is all bullshit. This is great. It's fucking fantastic. This guy... George Santos is the gift that keeps on giving. In fact, I heard that uh, George Santos is the one who coined the phrase, the gift that keeps on giving. That's, that's what I was told. I don't know about you guys, but um, that's, that's my understanding. Could be wrong, though. He seems to be a, a fan of the tall tale. So here's, here's more of fucking George Santos. This time, this is a One American News Network reporting that actually it's the left. The left is just trying to like make this guy look like he's a liar. There's no actual lying going on. It's just the left is just being big meanie pants to the guy. And uh, I guess the head of the the Republican Party of uh, of uh, New York is of the left being hella mean, meanie pants to this guy. 
Because Dale W. McCabe reports on the left's efforts to take down one of those House Republicans and his efforts to fight back. New York conservative Republican George Santos, inventor of gold, won his House seat by eight points in November. But in late December, wild stories and accusations tarring Santos appeared in the left-wing media. Now, a Capitol Hill source told One American News that not only is Santos not quitting, he is upping the ante by hiring mega fix-it wizard Vish Burra to his Capitol Hill team. Burra first came to the national stage in 2019 as the producer of Stephen K. Bannon's War Room podcast, which he helped build into a political juggernaut. Well, that'll convince everybody this guy's not a complete liar and bullshit artist, that's for sure. I know when I want people to believe me, I hire uh, people that work with Steve Bannon. Makes you a super, super, super credible. So here's <laughs> this, is some, this is from 2020. This is uh, apparently George Santos didn't even always go by the name George Santos. Watch this. I I couldn't believe this when I saw this because this was news to me because I'd been following this and I thought I'd I thought I'd heard it all. But I mean, I thought I'd heard it all is also a phrase uh, coined by uh, Mr. George Santos. Here we go. Folks, another important speaker, uh, another congressional nominee, um, George Santos. George, who we know is a friend, as, and he's known as Anthony the Boulder to me. So I don't know where George Santos came into the thing. <laughs> he had another name, Anthony. His name was Anthony before. Like, that's so funny because I'm like, if his name really is George Santos, maybe it's not. But that's what it says here. He's the Republican candidate for the New York 3rd Congressional District, running against uh, Pelosi puppet Representative Tom Swazi, who is facing some radical left-wing Democrats in a primary. George worked at Goldman Sachs and is currently at Leak Bridge. Youth Decay, I don't even know if you're kidding. If his, is his real name George Anthony DeVoyder Santos? Or are you, I, I don't know. If if you're uh, if you're listening to the chat, you might want to check out the video of this because uh, it's not going to make a lot of sense otherwise. Or if you're listening, I'm sorry. If you're listening to the pod, you might want to check out the video of this. Investor, where he quickly advanced to become one of the youngest vice presidents in the industry. That's very impressive, George. Anthony, whatever you are. George has a passion. That wasn't me that slept with your wife. That was Anthony. And work with nonprofit organizations. And I've met with this gentleman one-on-one. There's no one that has a bigger heart, more intelligent, and more passionate. And let's introduce our next congressman in that district, George Santos, Anthony DeVolda. Anthony, come on up. <laughs> why you got a dead name, and why you got a dead name, my friend? I'm a victim of circumstances. My parents were a Latino, so it's George Anthony the Boulder Santos, <laughs> commonly known as Anthony. But uh, I just wanted to thank all the speakers prior, Sheree. Um, Wait, I thought at one point he said he was half black, and another point he said he comes from a Jewish family. But then he said it was like Jewish because he was from New York. What what a, what a wild ride this is going to be. I've been following. Congratulations. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to start this. Um, America's under attack. By who? Anthony or George? Oh, man. That's all right, though. Did you, didn't you know that everybody embellishes their resume? I, I heard that everyone, everyone embellishes their resume. 
That's what Matt Gates has to say anyway. You have admitted embellishing your resume. You've acknowledged it. You've apologized for it. Uh, some have said that you shouldn't be seated on committees for it. I would offer that if we didn't seat people on committees who embellish their resume running for Congress, we probably wouldn't be able to make a quorum in any of those committees. Uh, do you, do I mean, that says a lot about the party you're a part of, my friend. You uh, now have a sense of uh, the committees you want to serve on, the type of work you want to do. I came to D.C. without really any preconceived notion of what committees to serve, but whether what I can give to the American people. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? You invented the committee. Whatever committee I'm given, whether it's, I don't know, science and technology or education and labor or... Those are all things that he is very good at, uh, has PhDs in all of them, actually. Whatever committee is thrown my way, I will deliver 110% because that's what I know how to do. I'm that's what you did with your fucking CV, isn't it? You gave uh, way more than 110% of what you actually did. You gave like 1,800% of the things you've actually done. I'm going to outwork any of the pundits and talking heads that are out there saying that I should resign, that I'm unfit for office. The reality is, and the... And, and the the the, the 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 case in point here being is I'm a workhorse. I've worked my whole life. I'm the kid who came from a basement department. You weren't supposed to win this seat. I was not supposed to win. He was the first person ever to achieve 110%. Also uh, invented the basement. First person ever to live in a, a basement apartment. But don't worry. It's actually the New York media's fault that uh, George Santos got away with all this lying. Here's uh, Matt Gates on CNN of all places. I don't know why they let Matt Gates on CNN, but whatever. The Americans he serves deserve representation and they have real challenges and we ought to work together to solve their challenges and meet their needs. I mean, I, I, I watched, I listened and I watched and I get your point that there's a lot of embellishment by those who run for office, particularly the Congress. But in this guy's case, more on that bio, more in that CV was was unfounded than was founded. And those voters went to the polls because the media didn't shine an appropriate spotlight on it and nor did his opponent without knowing for whom they were voting. Isn't that a fair statement? You know what's crazy to me is that that happened in New York of all places. Like, this wasn't rural right. Mississippi. It was the center of, of the media. And I think there actually were some local outlets that reported on the concerns about Santos as a candidate. One so weekly. That was, One that weekly. Was a, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was in the public sphere. It's up to the political process to resolve those things. He is a congressman. He was seated. And so I'm going to treat him as a colleague. And he's going to have to endure the process that, that goes through managing the conduct of members. My hunch is that if your margin in the House were not so thin that you and or Kevin McCarthy would have a, uh, a different opinion on that issue. You know, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, you know, I think that like his whoever his opponent is probably just fucking like phoned that shit in because like, how could you not as this guy's opponent just be like, this guy's lying about everything. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican or whatever, but this guy, everything, this guy's lying. You can't prove any of his claims. Like, I wish I would have been like managing his Republican or his opponent's campaign. I would have had George Santos for lunch. I am so good at like talking shit on a grifter, and this dude's a grifter. So, look like Kevin McCarthy's going to stand by his man here. That's also uh, "Stand by Your Man," written by George Santos. 
congressman told us this morning that he will not be stepping down. And it sounds like he's not going to get really any pressure from GOP House leadership. Uh, we will tell you what Kevin McCarthy told us earlier today. Santos tweeted this um, a short time ago. I was elected to serve the people of New York 3, not the party and politicians. I remain committed to doing that. I will not resign. Now, Nassau County Republicans say he's got to go. He's a stain on their district, and they will no longer interact with him. This all comes amid an investigation by the Nassau County District Attorney's Office and federal prosecutors in New York over lies that he told about his finances, his heritage, his resume. There's <laughs> just fucking just anything. His heritage. He was first. He was half black and half white. Then he was Jewish. He was like, actually, I'm just kind of Jewish. You know, in New York, I mean, aren't we all kind of Jewish? And and then he fucking, I think he just said a little while ago that he's from a Latino household. And I mean, like, fucking, okay, whatever. The line of Beastie Boys song that reminds me of. Maybe shouldn't repeat it on stream. Now a complaint filed with the Federal Election Commission for possible misuse of campaign donations. And Martha, two Democrats have now filed a complaint against him with the House Ethics Committee. Now, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who's... like this. How- how many days was he in the House of Representatives before he had a complaint filed against him by the fucking ethics committee? Like, was it just was it just waiting on his desk when he got there? Pretty quiet so far. Finally commented about this today, telling Fox that Santos will continue to serve, at least for now. The voters are the power. The voters made the decision, and he has a right to serve. If there is something that rises to the occasion that he did something wrong, then we'll deal with that at that time. Are you kidding? It rises to the occasion that he did something wrong. The whole thing he did was a lie. I mean, whatever. I guess people lie to get elected all the time, so maybe we shouldn't be so hard on our dude. Um, I don't know. I guess like, I guess like we. It's gonna be interesting to see in two years, right? In the twenty twenty four election cycle, is somebody gonna primary this guy? Like from I would say from the left or from the center or from the right and on the GOP. I don't even know. Is he even have like like how do you even? decide if the person primarying him is primarying him as more moderate or more conservative or whatever because you have no idea when this guy's like oh i believe in this you're like sure you do buddy <laughs> the chat or youth decay in our chat thinks he's going to get kicked out before then i don't know i mean how do you he might have broken some laws and if you broke some laws it's not illegal to lie in an election but that doesn't mean he's not that i don't know doesn't mean that the district attorney or whatever from from the county that he's in isn't looking into all his shit or in uh, all these different counties actually he uh you know you know he lived in every county actually <laughs> so the district attorney of any county could actually go after him because he'd be like oh i lived there i lived there i had a nice house there i was also poor there i came from nothing there but i also lived on the upper east side well we're gonna move on to sore loser carrie lake we got a couple couple clips. Uh, two of them are kind of long, but I think we'll watch most or all of them because we have uh, two hours to fill here before we go into red light this evening. Um, here's uh, Carrie Lake on, here's Sore Loser Lake on the Charlie Kirk Show. We're not going to give him an inch. I'm going to be involved. You're going to be involved. We're going to show up at those 
difficult, you know, LD meetings at 8.30 in the morning on Saturday, and we're going to give the speeches. We're going to look people in the eye. I'm going to communicate to them the best I can. I know you will. Okay, so I want to get back to something here, Carrie, that really um, flummoxes me and confuses me. So here you are in the midst of a lawsuit. You have to prove malice, which is very hard in a short period of time, an almost impossible threshold, because all Richer and Bill Gates and those buffoons have to say is, well, I'm just such an idiot. It's so unfortunate that the, I think it's the chair of the uh of the board of supervisors of maricopa county's name is bill gates it's just unfortunate for him all things considered i don't know how to run it and that was basically their defense my my idiocy and my inability to run functioning systems is exactly why katie hobbs should become governor but then something interesting happened is in the midst of the automatic recount for abe homiday we realized all of a sudden a couple hundred vote discrepancy in a conservative county Pinal County. And it just makes you wonder if that all of a sudden was able to happen, what would the recounts look like in Coconino or in Democrat parts of Maricopa or in Pima County? But percentage wise, it was massive. So now that you are still proceeding with lawsuits, are you able to use some of that as at least either precedent or as an argument to say, we need a hand ballot by ballot, robust signature verification recount? Are the ballots still somewhere? It's been a while since the election. Didn't they just, I mean, it's just a bunch of fucking paper. Didn't they throw that shit out? How long do they keep the ballots? For my election, your thoughts carry one minute remaining. Yeah, you know what? I mean, anything that makes it into the mainstream and, and people are talking about, we can bring up in our case. I mean, it's difficult to, to overhaul the whole case. They won't allow that. But we are trying to bring new things in. And we have a lot of new evidence coming our way every day. This is how these election cases work, Charlie. This like is this is just the Mike Lindell playbook over and over. This is just the same Mike Lindell did. Oh, got more evidence doing more of the cyber so much of it is gathering evidence after the fact and we were able to pull a great case together in days after the election unfortunately in the lower court the judge only took two of our counts the two hardest ones to prove we think we're going to have a uh, the judge be trolling judge is like all right let's go time in the appellate court and it'll go to the arizona supreme court and maybe even above that to the u.s supreme court we will be mentioning this and of course if we get to the part where we have oral arguments we can bring these things up as well there's there's a a boatload of evidence in our favor and we just need a judge to wake up and an arizona landlocked line here and if we do not restore honest elections now uh, our country will turn into a venezuela we have venezuela style elections and this is how you destroy a country <laughs> that and a wide open border combined and a push for globalism which really is just a fancy word yep. for communism that's not what it's a fancy word for lady a globalism is, is a fancy word for something else it's a it's a it's a it's a anti-semitic dog whistle it's a you know those anti-semitic uh drawings of a of a jewish person with the marionette <laughs> somebody in chat's like geography can't hold them back they could get a boatload of votes into arizona oh no here's sore loser lake on mike huckabee's show i haven't heard we haven't had mike huckabee on the docket in a very long time um i think he had her on his show just because he's like you know gay dave and company over there at echoplex media haven't made fun of me or my daughter in quite some time so i'm gonna have carrie lake on I heard she believes in chemtrails. That'll for sure get us on the docket for the Plex. So I'm watching this whole race. 
I'm thinking, well, there's one race I'm sure of, and that's Carrie Lake is going to be governor of Arizona. But that why that's why that's the polling was like absolutely like neck and neck. And you I was like, I have no idea who's going to win this race the night of the election. And, uh, you know, we kind of go to bed that night thinking it's all going to go that way. (laughs) So. Well, the, Help us understand what did, in fact, happen. Well, in Arizona, we vote for a month, and then we count votes for two weeks until we get the outcome that they want. And unfortunately, <laughs> sadly, this is where we come to. And um, what happened was... Does he have a real studio audience, or is that a laugh track? Do you think that's a real studio audience, or is it, did he borrow a laugh track from the, the trigonometry guy? <laughs> people were showing up on election day 75 percent of the voters on election day were voting for me and we know that because that's what the uh, exit polling was showing yeah. and they sabotaged election day and election day all of a sudden the ballot printers were printing out a 19 inch ballot on a 20 inch ballot paper and that caused the the computers to jam and it caused people to not have their votes counted and then we found out they added 25,000 additional votes two days later after election day 300,000 ballots that didn't have chain of custody. We don't know where they came from. So far, it's been a tough slog, and the courts have said, no, we're not going to take a look at that. It's not that they said you were wrong. They didn't really do the audit. Is that? Well, the the court, yeah, the court doesn't just immediately go, you're wrong, get out of here. The court would say something along the lines of, you haven't met the requirements to bring this action, so we're not going to proceed with it. Is that a fair assessment well, of what's happened? We sued and we had 10 counts and the judge gave, he said, I will listen to two counts. He gave us the two hardest to prove, but we did a great job proving it. I don't know if you followed it. And he ruled against Oh, we us watched that shit. So now we're in the appeals court. They, good news Her is- lawyers are clowns. Her lawyers are like the same as the Alex Jones lawyers. They've taken it based on merit, and we're going to push it to the Arizona Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court if we have to, because we know we won, and we have to fight this. Oh, that's a real crowd. Have the ballots been preserved? Well, we hope they've been preserved. Unfortunately, the two men who run Maricopa County, Maricopa County is a mega county, which it's also a mega county, by the way. No, it's not. No, it's not. Maricopa County contains Phoenix and I believe, is it Scottsdale? What, what's the other big city that's in Maricopa County where like all the fucking people live? That's a city. Those are, those are not the, uh, uh-uh. those are, those are blue places. Maricopa County is a blue County. I know there's two, two of the bigger cities. I mean, Phoenix is the big city. It's Tempe is also there. Those are, those are blue counties or that's a blue County. That's like we're and the the reason that Arizona is gonna is trending towards the Democrats is because more and more people are moving to cities and for whatever reason when you live in a city you end up voting for Democrats. I think it's I don't know is it magic? Who knows? But it's also a mega county, which means it's one of those massive counties where if you win that county, the whole state. Mm-hmm. It has to go that way because it's so big. 62% of our population lives in Maricopa County. Wow. And the two men running the election are both Republicans, sadly, but they ran a super PAC raising tens of thousands of dollars to defeat me. And here they are running the election. I'm on the ballot. They didn't want election deniers because I understand what happened in 2020. I did some research and I know. Damn, that's, that's a, what a diss. What a diss. The, there are two people on the board of supervisors that are Republicans that like ran a super PAC to try to get your opponent elected because you cray that, that must, that must be the the part that hurts the most. Right. 
a bad election in 2020. We can't keep having stolen elections or we won't have a country much longer. There's something I think troubling to all of us when a ballot for electing our leaders is about as secure as getting the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstake in the mail. <laughs> that might be more secure. Well, it might be. You know, the chance that we're going to send it back and get $10 million. And a lot of people are scratching their heads saying, Wow, they're sure reaching out to the youths, talking about the publisher's queer- clearinghouse sweepstakes. Boy, boy, they're going to get them young voters in the fucking cities with this message. Good job. Is that really an effective way to carry out election integrity and obviously it isn't my i have a, a home um you know homeowners association and our oh no oh no of course she's in the homeowners association oh of course hoa board are more secure than the elections in arizona it shouldn't be that way mm. we need secure elections i started voting when in 1988 i'm gonna date myself here registered as a republican yeah. because i was so inspired by the president of my youth ronald reagan who uh, grew up about an hour away from me, a couple decades apart, mind you. And I was so inspired by him. I really admired him as a youngster, and he was the president um, of my youth. And so he inspired me to register as a Republican. Back then, you voted on election day, and you knew the results election night. This is not impossible. Yeah. It's not but the election results were like projections. Surgery. We can do it. And They we didn't, didn't actually finish counting all the votes that same night. It, it was just they were the, the election results were projected. Come on. Small, uh, you know, pre- uh, small precinct voting and we can do it. We can count that on election night. We don't have to make it so complicated with tens of millions of dollars in machines where we don't know how the machines work. Oh, well, let's get rid of all the machines and then hand count the votes and the fucking. But that'll make it faster, actually. What the fuck are you talking about, lady? They won't show us the software. We know what, are you going to fucking audit the code. Actually, I don't like that the software is proprietary. I think all the software running on all the computers in the election system should be open source so that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not capable of auditing it, but uh, HK and Matt, who do shows with me here, might be capable of participating in an audit of the software. That the components to these machines are, are bought and, and made by our adversaries in China. <clears throat> I mean, imagine that. We're having China build the components. To- For everything are voting tabulation machines and they won't tell us how they work china built all the components china built the microphone that's on on your on your lapel china china built the camera the camera that's pointed at you the computer that's broadcasting this every component in that computer was probably assembled in china like the fucking light behind you probably was made in china like get out of here it's it's fraught with fraud and we need to fix this right now because i want my kids to have a free uh, I want them to live in a free America, not Absolutely. in communism. Oh, yeah. Somebody in chat brought up uh, Taiwan. That is, that's right. TSMC is a huge chip manufacturer. So maybe some of the, maybe the chips were uh, made in Taiwan. That's definitely, definitely true. So here's Sore Loser Lake on the Steve Bannon show. Um, this one's probably way more cooked. Although Steve Bannon is more likely than either Charlie Kirk or um, uh, Mike Huckabee to like kind of make fun of her and laugh at her. Like, I don't like Steve Bannon at all, but he is will, in fact, laugh at his guest if his guest says something stupid. Let's go back to Kerry Lake into the into the grind of politics. Because the only way you stop, stop this, you got to grind through the politics of it. And the politics of it is pretty nasty. So I'm a little confused. And you're going to you're going to unconfuse me, Kerry Lake. 
Um, <laughs> are we doing this earlier? <laughs> are we doing, I follow it every day, so I know the audience. Are we doing this earlier? What is the appellate court saying? What, what, what's the big deal about on the merits, ma'am? Well, I think the, the new information that came out earlier this week where they, they're taking the case on the merits. This isn't just a, you know, they didn't have to take the case. They could have said, you know, we're actually not going to take the case. And they said, actually, we looked at it. We're taking the case. And so Tuesday, the defense has to file their brief. And then we have until the 24th to file our rebuttal. If I was the defense, I'd just file a brief that said, nope. I guess you could say. And then the three panel uh, judge uh, panel will take a look at it and make a decision. We are still going to push to get this into the Arizona Supreme Court. It's going to end up there. Ultimately, we'd like to see it go there sooner rather than later. We don't want to have this cartel operative, this cartel owned, um, you know, goon, Katie Hobbs, sitting in the governor's the office. Cartel- Oh, Katie Hobbs did such a smart thing during the election, too. She, like, took a good, long, hard look at Carrie Lake and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut the fuck up and let this lady do a bunch of media hits, and I think I'm going to win. This right, was a winning strategy. ...controlled by the cartels right now. The Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, is a cartel attorney, and the cartels completely control Arizona, and that's not what the people voted for. We know they stole the election. We know they had intentionally sabotaged Election Day, and we, we've proved that in court, and we will continue to prove it. We have As opposed to the all the unintentional sabotage that goes on. ...evidence coming forth, but we're not going to sit by and watch our state turn into what you're seeing in, in places like mexico and and what are you seeing in places like mexico what do you mean by places like mexico there's a lot places like mexico it's a pretty heavy statement unless you're like i like to go on vacation places like mexico places south of the united states where it's warmer places closer to the equator then okay you're probably not a racist but what do you mean places like mexico skyrocket. We're seeing people flow across our border, destabilization of Arizona and the whole country, drugs pouring in. And the CCP is connected. You've educated people on that. You talked about what they're doing in uh, in research labs. How about the CCP infiltrating our university systems right there in Arizona? ASU, the Confucius Institute. The Confucius Institute is fucking stealing the election. The CCP has uh, put the Confucius Institute you know what? I I can't. I'm just going to stop before I say something fucking stupid. Take over our research and they find a great little funnel to bring uh, CCP spies into Arizona. This has to stop. And what we're seeing right now, Steve, which is really scary. Ooh, if she brings up Baltimore, she'll like say Baltimore. She'll very, very enunciate it instead of like, you know, I've seen the wire. I know it's Baltimore is Arizona is completely grassroots Republican. The grassroots rose up. We showed up and voted in droves. They had to sabotage Election Day to try to stop us. And now we're watching these uniparty rhinos, the establishment rhinos, going into all these LD meetings where the precinct committee members are meeting, and they're trying to switch. Oh, what happened to your, li- oh, your ring light ran out of batteries? Into a bunch of rhino-led LDs. And that's whoa, 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 Arizona. fucking, oh, shit. You know what? She's possessed. You see that? She's fucking possessed. It's grassroots all the way. By the way, that fight, 
th- that fight is nationwide. We're going to go to South Dakota here in a moment and see the gra- the precinct trays got them freaked out. And you're right in Arizona. I've heard about these legislative districts where they're going. <laughs> She's at the club. In, remember the real estate and finance business in Arizona. You got tons of cartel money coming through there, flowing through there to be money laundered. Right. That's why the real estate That's is right. is on fire out there. Not just everybody's trying to. But by the way, don't get me wrong. People are moving out to Arizona because it's a fantastic place, but it's. Okay, well, if you're going to brag about all these people from San Francisco and L.A. and New York and fucking Portland or wherever you're saying are moving to fucking Arizona, and then then you're going to be surprised that they fucking go there and vote for Democrats? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, they keep doing this. They were doing this in Texas, too, for a while. They they got smart and they shut the fuck up, though. They're like, oh, all the people from San Francisco are moving to Texas. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you know what that's going to do to your fucking to your state eventually, right? When they're doing it right here, they're like, oh, all these people, they're moving to Arizona out of all these liberal places. It's a great place to live. It's like, well, what do you think is going to happen when they move there and register to vote? It's got a direct, it's got a direct link to, um, I mean, look at the movie uh, Sicaria, the the second part of it. They talk about the money laundered through the real estate interest in these border states. It's a a big deal. And that's why Carrie Lake was a threat. Remember, if you followed the campaign, the elections were obviously important. The elections in, in, in 2020 were important. But if you followed her campaign every day, her number one thing was the invasion of the southern border. She was hammered. And the Biden administration understood if Carrie Lake's the governor and not Hobbs, right, we got a big problem. We're going to have a big problem in 2024, but we're going to have a big problem because she's going to basically strip away all of our lives. Is that, you believe, the central reason that they they had to defeat you, steal it? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I wasn't beholden to any of that power structure. I had you. Could, what's uh, that's true. That's true. Like she wasn't beholden to the power structure because nobody, nobody who had achieved legitimate success or even you know slightly illegitimate success and who was competent was uh, backing this lady. Her backers were like crazy people, like that anti-maskers club Ethan guy and like uh, Ali Alexander, people like Steve Bannon, pe- people who are beyond corrupt. Lao Beijing, is that the same as we the people? Lao Beijing, yeah. Lao Beijing. Yes, it's okay. Lao Beijing is Chinese, is Mandarin for, it's called Old Hundred Names. The Chinese people essentially have a hundred surnames. So the little guy, we the people, the, the, the John Bull or John Q. Public here, it's the little guy, it means the little guy, the guy that always gets it, the guy that, you know, the men and women who raise families, who keep their mouth shut, who build civic society, who build the churches, who coach Little League, or, you know, what they do in China to make the village work. This is what what they do. He's like, I don't know anything about China, actually. I just heard this 100 families thing. He's like, do they coach Little League there? What do they do to make the village work? There's villages in China, right? What the fuck? When they did the revolution was to destroy the senior peasants in the in the in the towns and village and go after Lao Beijing, go after the, the basic structure of the traditional family. This is what every so revolution what from the French revolution is focused on. You must you must now you're against the French Revolution? Dry, that's why you put that's why you He was on the let them eat cake side of the fucking French Revolution. Struck fear in the heart of the elite, Carrie Lake. Yep. And and we did it with common sense policy. That's what America first policies are. We have a wide open border. It's causing a drug problem. It's causing a crime problem. It's causing destabilization. It's causing a housing crisis. It's causing um, it's causing housing prices. Jobs. And so we solve it by securing the border. This is basic stuff. And the political elite will never do it because they are in on that open border. They want an open border. They're in on that structure of the cartels controlling things. And uh, they don't want it secure. 
captured. And I want a, a message to the grassroots in Arizona and really all over the country. As they're trying to take back control, I'm talking about the rhinos, trying to take back control from we the people, the uh, the little guy, the real average American who has taken control of the Republican Party, thankfully and rightfully so. Jamie the Bunny, thank you for the resub. And they're trying to cause chaos at these meetings so that the grassroots Republicans, the America First Republicans, will throw their hands up and just walk out and say, we're done. We're not going to take part in this. That's what they want. Do not walk out of these meetings. Stay put. Hold your ground. They want us not to vote again. We can't let them have that. They want us going back, putting our head in the sand and falling back asleep and not reclaiming our country. We're not going to let them have that. We will not let them have that victory. Carrie Lake, how do people get you to follow this uh, this vitally important appeal? And then obviously, uh, whoever side loses will go to the Supreme Court. So this is going to the Arizona Supreme Court. How do we, how do we stay in touch to make sure everybody in this audience follows the next chapter, ma'am? Thank you, Steve. We are in. He's like, watch the Plex every Sunday to win it and we believe we they're will glued to they this shit find me at getter they can find me at twitter they can find me on truth social on facebook or you can go to the page that art right there looks awful communist if you ask me now which is save arizona fund f-u-n-d you can find out more about our case and if you want to help to uh, pay our help uh, us donate to our attorney's fees that would be great if you can't <laughs> afford that, we, that we're not asking you to do it if you can that's great just send prayers we need you to pray for our attorneys and for the judges here in arizona and, and frankly pray for our country right now we certainly need to bring god back into the into the uh, into uh, this country and into our homes and hearts yeah, I've never, nobody in America ever talks Carrie about Lake God. There's no religious people anywhere. It's the fucking no churches. There aren't even like three of them within a five minute walk of where I live here in the burbs now. Nope, nope, nope. So Carrie Lake is not a communist. And if you were, uh, if you're listening to the pod, go check out the video because there, the art that she had up on there looked a lot like uh, one of those kind of communist state propaganda posters, the kind of art they would have in that. It wasn't like exactly the colors were a little off, but maybe she just didn't hire the best graphic designer. You know, artists tend not to be conservatives. So, you know, you, you get what you get, I suppose. So now we're going to move on to the M&M segment of our fucking docket for the week. If you uh, need a list of the stories, if you're listening to the podcast, the link to the docket is in the show notes. And if you're watching live, you can just hit exclamation point docket in the chat. You can get our story list and follow along at home. We'll call it the playing the Plex at home game. So here's uh, Tucker Carlson continuing to talk about the fucking M&Ms. Woke M&Ms have returned. The green M&M got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe. And there's also <laughs> a plus-sized, obese, purple M&M. So we're going to cover that, of course, because that's what we do. Okay, so this is an obese... M&M. I think it's a peanut M&M. <laughs> Decoding Fox News is the best. If I'm so glad she started adding her commentary to this stuff. It's like egg-shaped. And this is perfectly round. But that's thin. Obese. Thin. Candy. <laughs> Shout out to Decoding Fox News. Want to... One of the places we probably get the probably get more of our clips from decoding Fox News than anybody else lately. Did you know that the China and TikTok are actually responsible for the woke M and M's? Um, not kidding. 
I don't know. Hang out together uh, and go to yeah, the beach. Go, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not what we're doing right now. Exactly. But anyway, a purple M&M has added, uh, was added to push acceptance and inclusivity. Okay. When you look at the package, the women are upside down. And I understand flipped, mm -hmm. but thank you very much. We stand on our own. We don't need to be shown on a package looking crazy upside down. <laughs> Wait, what did, what did, I mean, you're really like, Unlike the Carrie Lake logo we just looked at a minute ago, somebody is a pretty good graphic designer here. This is pretty cool. That's a great package design. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if this is what you need for validation, an M&M that is a color that you think is associated with feminism, then I'm worried about Wait, you. Wait, now I thought, I thought it was a fat M&M. Now it's a feminist M&M? <laughs> China say like, oh, good. Keep focusing on that. Yeah. Keep focusing we, on giving people. Now China's like, oh, we're going to get them now. They're focused on the M&Ms. Well, lady, you're playing right into their fucking hand if you believe that. Own color M&Ms uh, <laughs> while we, you know, take over all of the mineral deposits in the entire world. <laughs> I, I, I want chocolate without commentary and, and coffee without Latin. What? I don't want a venti. I want a grande. I want a small, medium, or large. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Oh, he had to explain the joke. That means it was extra funny. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but when I when I was smarted by a Congress, right here, that's where I live. When I was a young girl, I, I was like, when I grow up, I want to be the purple M&M. So that was... <laughs> this is such hack material. This is such hack material because there's like nothing that, I mean, there's nothing that funny about it. They're like marketing, they're marketing, they've anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized the M&Ms just like they did with the fucking Fruit of the Loom. Remember back in the day, they anthropomorphized the Fruit of the Loom? They're just doing that with the M&Ms. They're just sticking arms on them and arms and legs on them and making some of them appear to be women and some of them appear to be men and two of the women are fucking girlfriends or whatever. And the peanut M&M's purple. Uh, fucking who cares? It's a <laughs> No, I'm joking. No, when I look at M&M's, I'm just like, I'm going to eat them. It's going to taste delicious. This is ridiculous. But to Martha's point, but China's also pushing all this through TikTok. But anyways, absolutely. Is, oh. Wait, China's pushing this through TikTok? Is there a lot of M&M discourse? Are the kids on TikTok, are the youths talking about the M&M's? Can we it's just working. enjoy Can it's we just have brilliantly. something nice for a change? Can we just enjoy But I thought those M&M's are nice. And those characters all look friendly. Nothing to be something yes. bigger. Yeah, we can. Well, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I, you know what? Once again, they're also stripping everyone of agency because remember they took the heels off Mrs. Green or, or Green <gasps> M&M, however know. you said Mrs. Green, right? They, had, they put her in sneakers because wearing heels was somehow detrimental because women who choose to wear... Because Tucker Carlson can't fap to the fucking M&M in the sneakers anymore. Heels must not be able to think for themselves, right? They must be Wait, doing what? it for a bad No, they just changed her shoes, sweetie. Sweetie, they just changed her shoes. Lady, women don't always wear heels. Women who wear heels sometimes also wear fucking sneakers sometimes, actually. It's usually men who only have one pair of shoes. Because we're lazy and don't go buy another pair of shoes because we're slobs. Everything about this is wrong. And also, we already have the California raisins being all the different sizes. We don't need the M&Ms to be different sizes, too. I can't right? keep They're up all the with same it all. Size in the back. Who cares? Keep up it's crazy. But now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next up, everybody knows Batman's most famous. I got nothing. Don't worry. I saved the stupidest for last. But thankfully, I think this guy, and I've avoided talking about this guy on stream. 
you probably know who it is already. It's this Nick Adams alpha male guy. I think this is a bit. I think this guy might be a conservative. And at the beginning, he might have been genuine in some of the things that he was saying. But I think now it's a bit. I think he's I think he knows that he can get attention by just saying the dumbest fucking thing in the world. So here he is. Um, not one Eminem. Anyway, whatever. G'day, guys. Nick Adams here. I want to speak about M&M's. Oh, shit. He's an Aussie? The company behind M&M's. M&M's have just released feminist M&M's. Yes, you heard me right. Feminist M&M's. Egregious sexism of the worst and most conceivable kind. It is our... This guy Andy Nolch's dad. It's disgusting and it must not stand. That is why I am calling for a complete and total boycott of all things Mars and particularly M&M's. It will not stand. Let me say this loudly. Let me say this clearly. Let me say this unambiguously. Any male that buys a packet of M&M's from today forward must hand in their man card because they are a soft, woke, beta male feminist <laughs> who has serious, serious problems. Until M&M's rectify this grave wrong by giving us all male M&M's, this boycott will remain. We will not stand for this at all. M&M's? Hey dude, unless you stole those, they just got your money. It's like when people, remember the Keurig thing? When people were like clearly taking a brand new fucking Keurig out of the fucking box to smash it in their backyard. It's like, dude, the fucking money you spent on that Keurig still spends the same. It doesn't matter if you smash the Keurig. He could have been a nice person giving those M&Ms to some kid or something. I don't know. So um, we're actually kind of kind of plugging along here. Or no, we're actually taking longer than I thought we would here, so we're going to have to skip ahead a little bit on our docket. Here we go. We got a... Um, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck this is. Who is this? I think this is... Uh, oh, it's Elise Stef- Stefanik, um, and uh, she's... I don't even know who she is, but she's going to talk about uh, the diverse GOP. And to be fair, we saw some uh, imagery today of the forward parties meeting, and I'd suggest to you that the GOP may actually... Uh, be more diverse than uh, Andrew Yang's forward party. Not by much. Here we go. Here's the most diverse uh, GOP ever. And um, not for nothing, if you look behind her, you know. Take a look around at these wonderful members. This is the most diverse class of Republicans ever elected in the history of the United States Congress. Those are all white men over 50 behind you. We have more women than were ever elected before. More Hispanic members ever. Elected. <laughs> look at the room. Look at look at the look at the look at the room. Yo, this is the most diverse GOP ever. You could have fucking found a black dude or something to put in there. My God, stick a drag queen in there just to fuck around, like. This shows that our party is growing, and I will tell you, the America First agenda is a growing big tent agenda. We've never done better than we do today among Hispanic voters, and President Trump and House Republicans were a huge part of doing that. And what- 
that's amazing. The fucking the balls you have to have to like go on TV and talk about how diverse your party is in a room where it was literally all white dudes except for one person and it was like the white lady who was probably the head of the homeowners association <laughs> like oh no so here we go here's jesse waters um of foxes the five and i think he's gonna manage to he's gonna get a lot wrong in a minute and three second clip apparently he has a degree in history which is interesting to note we can only get tough with white countries russia the french who I'm kind of itching for a fight with. Wait, when was the last time we got rough? We got fucking rough with the French. If if you're Japan, if you're China, if you're the cartels, if you're a Muslim nation, you know what? Yeah, we didn't just spend the fucking entire fucking. We didn't spend the entire decade of fucking like basically the aughts, right? Just bombing the shit out of Muslim nations. Get the fuck out of here bring it on we're just gonna lay down because we don't offend anybody do you remember that attitude during the war on terror yeah no i don't actually i remember the attitude being exactly the opposite of that i'm gonna get too tough with these muslims you know because islamophobia that is the well no the argument was that like just because the people who took out the towers and flew a plane into the pentagon are from countries in the middle east doesn't mean that you should be a shit to your uh, Middle Eastern or Muslim neighbors. Even George W. Bush was out there saying that, you know, known woke liberal George W. Bush out there being like, oh, we, you know, when like after 9-11, there was a rise in hate crimes against people who were Muslim or people or who folks believed were Muslim. And George W. Bush did the right thing. And he's like, hey, don't do that. Real threat. So. It, take away the trade, defense policy, take away everything. Just as you said, on COVID alone, yep. they unleash this disease that murders a million Americans. And you're sitting in Congress, you're like, you know what? I'd rather talk about infrastructure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who her constituents are. Wait, what? Um, but I, mean, I can't imagine they support that. Her constituents died from COVID-19. I think their families might want to get tough on China. Maybe the And it might have been America that was involved in that lab. So if, you know, she's so, an America hater, another reason to look into it. All right, dude. But like, or, or it just was the luck of the draw that it, it happened to be first uh, discovered or, or isolated or whatever in a human being in China. It's like saying that like this thing happened in California, if it's like an American phenomenon, well, one in, Amer one in 10 Americans lives in California. There's got, there's a lot of fucking people that live in China and China is a big country with a lot of land. So if like, we're going to discover a disease somewhere, fucking just more likely in China than anywhere else, just because they have the most people. We don't know for sure that the disease even originated in China. That's our best guess is that it was it of zoonotic origin and jumped from was that a pang pangolin to human, I believe? And we believe that happened in China, but we don't know. We don't know. So for a long time, liberals have been like, hey, we should uh, cut the military budget. We, they're probably spending too much on uh, the military. And the, the, you know, generally conservatives have been against it. But I feel like in this case, I feel like we can like maybe help them out a little bit. Maybe we can nudge them in the right direction <clears throat> because apparently the military has gone woke. 
There's a lot of exactly. woke in that budget. There's a lot of waste yep. fraud in the Bruce. In other words, you don't have to have a fifth. As I understand it, regular order, you'll decide. You, the process will decide. But military spending could come under the microscope, too. That's the point. Everything has to be on the table. When you got a 30-some trillion dollar debt and the interest payments are what they're going to be this fiscal year, you got to look at everything. And you, but you Fuck yeah, the military has gone woke. Let's fucking push that agenda. <clears throat> we get some cuts to the military. Unfortunately, if we did that, the money would go to like putting more Jesus in your pizza crust or some shit. Like it wouldn't really go any, it wouldn't go to education, that's for sure. Wouldn't go to like housing the homeless, not to healthcare. And go to like the Ten Commandments monument somewhere, like a fuck Ten Commandments monument on the moon or some shit. I guess Space Force would have to do that, so that wouldn't be cutting the military spending. I don't know, but I am I'm for uh, this line of argument that they're they're doing, where they're saying the military is too woke and we need to cut the budget. I'd say I say let's uh we should encourage that. Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is this is great. She's trying to distance herself from the QAnon cult, uh, QAnon phenomena, the QAnon uh, blood libel, moral panic because she thinks maybe it would be better for her future political career to uh, distance herself from such a thing. Um, but, you know, we have we have the receipts here. She was a very, very much a QAnon supporter. And, uh, well, here's her basically telling everybody that the reason she believed in QAnon is because she's fucking gullible. I mean, after you were right. elected, that was raw politics. Mm -hmm. But in fairness, didn't you also say around that period that you had been a follower of QAnon conspiracy theories and you had rethought this and you were no longer uh, influenced by the group? Well, like a lot of people today, I had easily gotten sucked into some things I'd seen on the Internet. <laughs> yes. Um, but that was dealt with quickly early on. I never campaigned on those things. That was not something I believed in. That's mm -hmm. not what I ran for Congress on. So those are so far in the past. All right. Um, you tweeted, it's a, I guess, in late December. Um, uh, just cut off. I want to know what she tweeted in late December, but I guess it doesn't matter. But her, her excuse now is like, oh, I, was, I just was kind of believe in anything I read on the Internet. I mean, whatever. Whatever. she I don't even know if she believed in the QAnon thing or if she just thought it would maybe help her get elected. I don't know. Fucking who knows? She's either an idiot or an operator and uh, maybe a little bit of both. So, <clears throat> unfortunately, in the recent weeks, the uh, what is the left doing to, you know, attract disaffected young men discourse has reared its ugly head. Um, I choose generally not to engage in that discourse because I feel like, like sexist, like young men are just like, we're not going to reach them and, um, maybe they'll grow out of it. I know a lot of my friends when they were younger were more sexist and now they've you know matured and they're not sexist anymore. I probably held more sexist views when I was 20 than I do today. Um, I, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, so I don't feel like we need to be as a, as a broader left, like really worrying too much about reaching out to sexist young men. That being said, I don't know we should, if we should cede the ground entirely to Matt Gates and Benny Johnson. Matt, a bit of a uh, esoteric question uh, as we close here this interview, but I think a very important one. A lot of young men are looking for heroes. A lot of young men are looking for the fight. They're, of course, being emasculated. This is ha affecting our military, as you just talked about. Uh, they are being told that masculinity is a poison, uh, that testosterone is a poison, that standing up for yourself like you just did against 
unspeakable pressures. I mean, the pressures you were under was, uh, I mean, I, unlike virtually anything I've, I've ever seen, you could create a diamond with them. Uh, it was, and, and you stood strong and you were rock ribbed and you were brass balled and you had gunpowder in your gut. And a lot of young men see that and they're like, I want that. I want to be able to stand strong. I want to be able to have constant. Fortunately, I actually don't think a lot of young men are seeing Matt Gates and being like, well, that's actually what I want to be. I think like chat was saying, they're seeing like Andrew Tate. And unfortunately, like Jordan Peterson, uh, Jordan or Justin freaking thank you for the raid and fucking goats. I love it when we get goats sent into our channel. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too worried about Matt Gates being the one to, uh, you know, get all the disaffected young men to turn into reactionaries institution and an iron spine what's your advice to young men to go live a noble and brave life find a good woman <laughs> mm. that's what i that's what, i'm a way better man because i i have mm. a wife because you but you cheat on your wife i think i am uh you know in a uh in the type of arrangement that allows you to do your very best because you have mm. someone right there by your side you just called it an arrangement inspiring you every day so i think like you know true like sustainable uh, authentic relationships make us all stronger. And, you know, I knew that uh, whatever happened at work, when I got home, it was going to be my responsibility to do the dishes, take out the trash, and that my wife would, uh, would pour me a glass of wine or make me a margarita, and we'd, uh, we'd watch Hoarders or something. <laughs> that sounds boring. That's not going to be very attractive to young men who feel disaffected and emasculated. They're like, oh, what I really want is, well, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe if they could get Matt Gates's wife to make them a margarita and pour them a glass of wine and watch orders with them while Matt Gates is off, like, uh, flying some 17-year-old girl across state lines or whatever it is he does. Maybe he's off with Nestor. Who knows? How's that for an ending? You know my guilty pleasure is watching hoarders. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. You did, ta you did take out the trash. You literally took out the trash in our Congress, and we really appreciate that. And thank you, Matt, for fighting. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not going to work for young men. A glass of wine? Young men want to like go shot for shot for shot for shot. They're not going to they're not going to be like they're not going to be impressed by uh, some fucking kind of posh dude who has a glass of wine. But then watching hoarders, I don't know. I guess that's who watches hoarders. But I'm not too worried that Matt Gates is going to be the one who turns the young men into reactionaries. I also just, I wish that the people on the left wouldn't jump into that discourse every time it comes up because there's just some people you can't reach and, uh, acting like, <clears throat> acting like we need to indulge some of the talking points of people like Stefan Molyneux or what was that? The, the boy crisis guy or Jordan Peterson, because otherwise we won't be able to attract young men. I think that's bad. We don't need to actually co-opt that kind of sexist. Uh, male supremacist language that's what makes us better than the sexists and the male supremacists and that's why people who are <clears throat> very much inclined to sexism and male supremacy probably aren't going to end up over here on the left because we ain't got nothing for them and i'd kind of like to keep it that way so uh <laughs> apparently childhood obesity is all uh, michelle obama's fault and uh Decoding Fox News did a really good job of actually uh, debunking the uh, thing that box wine Janine Pirro is going to say here.
And then when they do go to school, the food that they have, I was reading some of the studies, the food they have at school has more sugar in like 69% of the cases than it should have. I'm not talking about desserts. I'm talking about the regular food. Whatever happened to and Let's Move? Remember that? Let's Move, Michelle. Did that not stick? She did. She did what she could. Well, we they should be moving a little vote. bit more. It was their time to leave the White House. The Trump administration will soon roll back Obama-era regulations on school lunches in an effort to increase options for healthy and appealing meals for our children. Which means things like flavored chocolate milk will be back on the menu. Julie, good morning to you. Good morning. Famously, we remember uh, when the during the Obama years when these uh, school lunch uh, mandates were put out that a lot of people complained. These well, weren't mandates. There's no taste to the food anymore. The first lady actually has no ability to mandate anything. These were suggestions. I'm not kidding. This is amazing because <laughs> flavored chocolate milk. Yeah, Justin in the chat's like, what do you mean flavored chocolate milk? Like fake chocolate? The kids won't eat them, but ultimately they were trying to make sure that our kids ate healthier food, right? That's right. These uh, reforms that went through in 2010, pushed by Michelle Obama, were well-intentioned. But in reality, kids were not eating the food. Yes. It's such a tough problem, though, because obesity is a problem. Yeah, you give kids a bunch of healthy, like, fresh fruit and shit, they're like, strawberry, fuck out of here. I'm here in America, so her, I think Michelle Obama, her, her idea was to make school lunches healthy. Every parent wants that. And this is not a new problem. I mean, every, every parent knows it's hard to get your kids to eat vegetables and fruit, especially when they get a little bit older and they're, they're going to school. <laughs> yeah, they were like, is this Michelle Obama's fault? Well, no. Apparently, like, the Trump administration, and I don't even think that they were, like, laws or mandates. I think they were, like, guidelines, and I, I think that they were more suggestions than anything else. You know, they're just always wrong. Like, it's like, I don't agree with like Fox News's politics and the politics of the people that are on there. And that's fine. Like, whatever. Like, people have different politics. But like, you just look stupid when you just say things that are wrong and then you look all smug about it. I'm sure I do that shit sometimes. But if I do it, the chat here is like, Dave, you're wrong. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm wrong. But I think Fox News needs a chat, like a chat that like, yeah, they kind of like the show and whatever, but they're not going to let them get away with shit. I think that's what Fox News needs. <laughs> just like. 50 or 60 people hanging out in the chat who are just like cynical and aren't going to let them off the hook for getting shit horribly wrong. I don't think they'll ever do that though. So here's uh, Kennedy, usually one of the better people on the five and uh, Greg Gutfeld. They're talking about uh, Pete Buttigieg as the transportation secretary. There are in fact, many things to criticize about Pete Buttigieg. Um, but this ain't it. As he's on a fast track to the White House, this is all an annoying distraction for him. Uh, this whole job is beneath him. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to be bothered. It's as though he's being interrupted every time he's watching Emily in Paris on Netflix. And he's like, oh, God, the planes are grounded again. What is it this time? He doesn't what? have any answers. Like, I don't think Pete Buttigieg is a bumbling idiot. Like, that's not like, what is she doing? Uh, worse than that phrase for that he's all broke back and no mountain oh you motherfucker you motherfucker if i was in the studio studio audience i would charge the fucking stage you fucking asshole Do they have a studio audience <laughs> but anyway uh Geraldo, come on we we saw what you we saw what you did in the 80s when them white supremacists came on your show come on Geraldo. 
you you know what that is, Geraldo. Did they really say that? Yeah, they say that. Uh, <laughs> like, say that. For the downtown, I hear. You know, the thing is, uh, let's go through the list of people who were chosen for their identity over their competence. You got Kamala, deeply unpopular, right? But tick two boxes. You got Mayor Pete. A- Kamala Harris was a smart choice politically. I don't like her. And but you know when you, when you never hear about the vice president, like when you never ever hear about the vice president, that usually means they're working. It usually means they're doing shit. Local mediocrity. That's what he was. But he was a historical first. Let's go to Rachel Levine, Sam Bronfman, Lori Lightfoot. All represent historical firsts. But our his- Lori Lightfoot was elected. And she has nothing to do with the Biden administration. She's the mayor of Chicago. Historically incompetent. Cringe Jean-Pierre. How did she get the job? So he doesn't want to do this job because he never had to work that hard. This is what you're seeing. People who get stuff for identity don't want to work. Whoa, that was fucking very big. He, I mean all broke back no mountain he just wanted to make a broke back mountain reference right because nobody says that somebody on the panel was even like even some dumb fuck on the fox fox is the five was like do they say that and he was like oh they must say it downtown you know where all hoo-hoos hang out motherfucker Ooh, ooh. also that guy's like his show uh gutfeld he just straight up stole the garfield logo for his show go look at the logo for his show and tell me he did not steal the garfield logo so here's old Tucker Carlson. You remember when uh, it was a big old scandal that Barack Obama every once in a while might go out to the backyard or whatever the White House and sneak a smoke? Well, apparently uh, that kind of shit's not a scandal anymore. So you have to kind of wonder, why is tobacco so dangerous? Well, we thought we would ask a member of Congress who uses it? Who smokes an occasional cigar? Troy Ellis joins us tonight. Congressman, grateful uh, that you're here, willing to stand up for the most American of all. Oh my God, he's got like, instead of like, you know, some dudes will wear like a fucking pocket square that matches their tie. This guy's got no tie and fucking cigars in his pocket. <laughs> oh man. I wish he had a tie that was just like fucking like cigars, like all sort of like, like randomly positioned. Sorry to say it. It's true. It founded the country. Um, Tell us why it's important for you to burn a cigar occasionally in your office. I like how this just got cut without him even telling it. Yeah, you shouldn't smoke in like, I mean, I smoke inside in the garage here, a studio, but like when other people are here who I don't, who don't smoke, I don't smoke in here. And this is a private residence and I shouldn't smoke. In Congress, in like your office, in con- you shouldn't smoke in your office. In fact, it's, I bet it, in fact, I don't bet. I know it's illegal in D.C. to smoke indoors. Well, now we're going to move on to the uh, Hunter Biden segment, I guess, of the docket. Here's uh, the former president, Donald Trump, uh, talking about the laptop from hell. The now famous Twitter files have proven beyond all doubt that the corrupt officials at the FBI have been coordinating a massive censorship, surveillance, and propaganda campaign against the American people, and frankly, against me. In the most recent and notorious example, 
the F- is your regular spray tan guy not available what's going on here you're the color of a penny dude fbi worked to stop the truth from being told about the biden family's criminality they worked so hard to stop it from coming out and the corruption prior to the 2020 election. They didn't want any bad information to come out about the Biden family. The fix was in, the election was rigged, but the censorship of the laptop from hell is only the beginning of the story about the weaponization of government against free speech. We must have free speech in our country. We must have a fair and free press. As recent reporting shows, the FBI and other rogue agencies have been systematically colluding with former national security officials placed in high positions at Twitter and very likely other companies to advance their censorship. Yeah, I mean, how many shades darker does this have to get before it's actually blackface? Regime, which is really, in this case, to steal an election. This anti-American effort and a very illegal effort at that has been working to silence dissenting opinions on COVID and crucial issues on public health and on the election and elections in the future. They suppressed doctors and health experts who dared to question approved public health narratives. They censored voices who criticized school closures, lockdowns and mandates. And they even banned people simply for stating proven scientific facts. And anything bad about China, they didn't want out. But anything bad about Biden and the Biden crime family, and that's what it was, just look at the laptop from hell. They didn't (laughs) want that coming out under any circumstances. What they wanted coming out was anything bad about your favorite president, me. (laughs) Anything bad about Trump, put it out, even if it's not true. But this all had nothing to do with science. This had nothing to do with saving lives. It had everything to do with politics. If somebody would have shown that to me 10 years ago, I'd have been like, that's satire. That's not real, right? That's a joke. Fucking world we live in. Anyway, um, this is actually going to play from the Fox News website. So there's a non-zero chance that this won't play. But here's Jesse Waters talking about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, it's going to play. You never been in a rush to get somewhere and you forgot something? Maybe you're running late to work. You leave your lunch right out on the counter. Maybe you're so excited to go on vacation, you forgot something big. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. That's it. No, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? Great, I'm going to get a copyright strike because of Fox News. Kevin! And when you're in a rush, sometimes you forget what you pack. And that's been Joe Biden's excuse for stealing highly classified documents. Believe it or not, the White House is telling CNN Joe broke the law because he was in a rush. He had trips planned on the last week of his vice presidency. Joe was flying out to Davos where he was meeting his bud, Chinese President Xi Jinping. I guess Xi couldn't make it to the foothills of the Himalayas. Joe even Wait, what? flew out to Ukraine to meet the Ukrainian president. What was the big guy doing in Ukraine the week before Trump's inauguration? While Hunter was raking in 80 grand a month from working there? That's the million-dollar question. 
So since Joe was too busy planning his getaway, he had his aides scrambling late night to get him all packed up and out of there. So no wonder Joe was surprised when he opened up the garage one day and saw intel briefings on Ukraine, Iran, Great Britain lodged right beneath the Corvette. Joe didn't think he could have at least used a Corvette. Place safer than his Corvette. It's protected by a garage door, but no one seems to know how they got there. Joe doesn't know. His staffers don't know. Does the binder know? I would refer you to the Department of Justice. I'm going to refer you to the Department of Justice. Or, uh, I would refer you to the Department of Justice. I would refer you to the Department of Justice. We're going to refer you to the Department of Justice. I would refer you to the Department of Justice. The binder only referred us to the Department of Justice 20 other times. So we took the binder's suggestion and we emailed the Department of Justice for some answers. We asked how those documents wind up in Joe's garage. They're like, well, this story just broke. Oh, oh, you can't pause a Fox News video. That's right. Did anyone besides Joe have access to the docs besides Hunter and his Chinese secretary? Wait, what? Surprise. They actually answered us. <clears throat> told us, quote, the department declines to comment. But don't worry. Some in Washington do have the answer. I'm suspicious of the timing of it. I'm, I'm also aware of the fact that things can be planted on people. Pe Places and things can be planted. Um, or things things can be planted in places. Yeah, I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. Uh, and then discovered conveniently. It was obviously Trump who planted the boxes before he was sworn in. They want us to believe this whole thing was just an accident. President Biden had classified documents in his Wilmington garage um, is just breaking. Do you think that's irresponsible and reckless of him? It's irresponsible is to not disclose when you have documents. He has certainly done that. Biden people are bringing forth the documents. They're not obstructing access to them or knowledge about them. Why did he not inform the American public two months ago? Do you think that was a mistake? Well, I don't know what you're saying. Right? She doesn't know what she's saying. It was an well, accident. That's actually like admirable to tell somebody like when you don't know all the details about something. Any spy who tried to compromise the garage. Are we supposed to believe that <clears throat> when we know Joe's been sloppy his whole life? The Biden's Delaware home has had a history of security failures. Joe's security system was malfunctioning so badly in 2015 when he was vice president that the Secret Service just shut it off for months. Just shut it off. They even shut off his security cameras. They call that pulling a Paul Pelosi. What? Can you imagine? But Paul Pelosi's security, the Pelosi house security cameras were on. <clears throat> There's just a crime being investigated. And so you're not going to get the fucking, you're not going to get all the footage from it. And after everything's done, you could file a FOIA request, probably get all the footage. What the fuck? This is an ongoing investigation. They emailed the, the Justice Department. The Justice Department probably said, we don't comment on ongoing investigations. That's what they always say. How many people could have just walked in and out of the vice president's house? But Joe said he wasn't worried at all by his faulty security. And if he wasn't worried... Well, we had the Secret Service there. They probably installed their own shit. The Secret Service finally fixed it when he was a private citizen. Has anybody done any background checks on Biden's landscapers? What the fuck? Right there. Is that Joe's arborist? Does that landscaper look Russian to you? Wait, no, we, I, I don't know. It's blurry because of fucking... What are you talking That's a blurry... Who knows what the... What the fuck? Joe had files... I thought you loved the Russians. What the fuck are you talking about? There's like an actual story here where... 
I mean, I'm, I don't have any opinion on this. I don't know what the fuck happened. We're not sure what happened with Trump in the documents either. There's a wait and see situation on both of these. Next to a window. Forget the locked filing cabinet. You know the spies will look there. They'll never think you'll keep them sitting out on the windowsill. But wait, how do you, but the, that, why do you think those are classified documents that are sitting on the windowsill? Maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe you just printed some shit out. What, what do you mean? The Corvette's like right there. Those things are safe. Joe's documents were spread eagle, ready for the taking. But Joe being careless with the docs isn't even the biggest scandal. Hunter has his fingerprints all over this. He was telling people he owned the house where Joe stored away his secrets. Claimed he was also paying 50 grand a month in rent. Why was a 50-year-old man living at his parents' house? Where he was... Stuff. If my parents had a few houses damn straight, I'd be living in one of them fucking houses, and you'd be doing it too. Thing is classified documents. And wait a second. If Hunter could afford 50 grand a month in rent, why was he staying with the big guy? The big guy was charging his son 50 grand a month in rent? Wait a second. Is this how Hunter was funneling foreign money into his dad's pocket? <laughs> Through rent what the fuck is this? This is like this is like fucking QAnon Baker level shit here. There's like a real story here, and fucking Jesse Jesse Waters is like <clears throat> he's turning it in. He's turning it into like a he's turning it into like a non-story by just making the stupidest claims he can. Did we just find the smoking gun that's going to take down the Biden crime family? I don't know. Now we're finding Joe's assistant who packed his bags for him. Kathy Chung was hired after Hunter recommended her. Hey, Dad, I know this Kathy Chung. Trust me, she'll be really good. Don't ask questions. I have something to tell Hunter, or not, I'm sorry, not Hunter, but uh, Mr. Waters. There are people with the last name Chung who are American citizens. Some people with the last name Chung probably have the highest security clearance you can get. Because your your family having Chinese ancestry doesn't actually tell us anything about you. Miss Chung was so thankful that Hunter got her a job at the White House that she was even sending Hunter phone numbers of Democrats like Crooked, Slick Willie, Nancy. But the bigger scandal is Miss Chung was setting up appointments with Joe and Amy Gutman. Who's Amy Gutman? Well, she's the president of UPenn. You know the school China funneled money to Joe through? What the fuck is this? Biden Center, the Chinese-funded think tank. This is the dumbest conspiracy theory I've ever heard. I'm, and this is a conspiracy theory channel. We cover conspiracy theories, like, all the time. This is, like, such a poorly put-together conspiracy theory. Like, Alex Jones is so much better at, at, like, fucking spinning a conspiracy yarn than Jesse Waters is. I think where the first batch of Biden documents were found stuffed in a closet? And Miss Chung was inviting Hunter to join Joe Biden and the UPenn president to a meeting. Okay. <clears throat> Hunter even canceled a meeting with the Prime Minister of the Ivory Coast, saying, quote, the Gutman meeting is a must attend for me per dad. Why would Joe Biden make it mandatory for Hunter to be in a meeting with the UPenn president about their Chinese funded think tank? Wait, what? And why was Hunter meeting? How do you know that's what the meeting was about? We don't even have time for that tonight. 
And as soon as Joe's vice presidency was over, Miss Chung packed up Joe's boxes with classified docs. And Hunter tells Miss Chung to come work for him again, even gave her an office with a water view. Miss Chung, very popular with the Bidens, just getting passed around all over the place. Whoa, dude. The funny thing about Miss Chung is that she's been working in D.C. for over a decade, and there are no pictures of her anywhere. Can't find them. Who is this Miss Chung? Why was she handling these classified documents and moving them all around the mid-Atlantic coast? Was Hunter's Fang Fang jealous of What Ms. the Chung? fuck? Jackie Bao? Hunter's assistant who worked for the Biden campaign? Was Jackie Bao at Joe Biden's house? Remember, Biden campaigned from the basement of that house. Is the FBI brushing the documents for fingerprints? Joe should have taken the Hillary tack, just lit the box on fire. Do you think anything's coming from this? You can't indict a sitting president for crimes he committed as a private citizen. So this whole thing's just going to be a big pain in the butt for Biden. Make him look really stupid, sloppy, dishonest, which he is. But for the first time in a long time, there's blood in the water. Yeah, I don't know enough about this. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm just taking the wait and see attitude on this. If it's common that presidents get to just kind of take documents out of the White House, maybe that's a problem. Maybe document control needs to be improved. I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. We'll, we'll see how this all shakes out. We probably won't know what really happened for a couple years, both with Trump and Biden on the documents. And so I'm just going to take the wait and see attitude and we're going to run our next clip. <clears throat> this is uh, the opposite of a palate cleanser. Um, I, I really don't have much to say before I run this. I wonder if Justin ran this earlier this week. Suck. Yeah. Drummer sucks. Well, what I know is they need a new drummer because when he went to do when they went to solo the drummer, the drummer was like tunk 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 tunk. I mean, I'm I don't drum, but my my God, like the average punk band has a better drummer than that. So what we got here is Brianna Joy Gray, uh, part of the the dumb dumb left, just saying that just liberals are just being just being a little too mean to old Matt Taibbi and uh, and Glenn Greenwald. And if we'd just be a little bit nicer to old Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald, then I don't know, maybe things would be better. Who fucking knows? Where's Virgil? I think people like Glenn are are brilliant and have had had so much of journalistic value and integrity over the years, Matt Taibbi, you know, many of these people, if I were a liberal and I wanted them to do more reporting that advanced my own political project, I would try a little honey and less vinegar. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Wait, so we're supposed to kiss their asses? 
they're like publishing like basically word for word propaganda that Elon Musk has given them about what happened at Twitter before Elon Musk got there. They're not getting like <clears throat> like unfettered access to any of this stuff. They're literally getting dispatches of information from the CEO of a corporation. And they're reporting it. They're just st- they're being stenographers essentially for the CEO of a corporation and the way that we're supposed to respond to that is to kiss their ass. And maybe they'll stop doing that. <laughs> what a dumb fucking what a, that was that's dumb as fuck. They deserve every bit of vitriol they get for being a stenographer for the CEO of any company. So this story it broke last week, but it was there wasn't enough information and we weren't able to get like a good video of it. But it turns out the Laverne, Tennessee Police Department. They may be violating your rights, but they also fucking. A shocking investigation finding sexual relationships, sending explicit photos, and open marriages involving Laverne police officers. The city's report, obtained by WSMV through an open records request, says it all centered around Officer Megan Hall, who was given the department's community service award just back in August. Okay, that's funny. Court says Hall had unreported sexual relationships with six other officers, some of which happened while at work. The report also mentions a girls gone wild type party on the houseboat of Laverne FOP President Eric Statz. A city spokesperson confirmed the report in a statement, but said, quote, additional details cannot be released at this time due to the ongoing investigation. The report obtained by WSMV says Hall and all of the men admitted to the relationships. Another officer also admitted to workplace violence for choking a staff member who is sitting at her desk. There's going to be a lot more to this. I'm seeing in the chat from Justin that she was coerced and possibly the victim of violence. I'm I'm guessing that as we learn more and more about this, we're going to find out that she was maybe less less of a willing participant than everyone might might be saying so we're going to go to a uh, dundee dundee schools in michigan um there's going to be somebody who's going to complain to the school board i guess about uh rainbow flags i wrote it down this time so i don't get screwed up Parents need, I'm Deborah Kriege, I'm sorry, I caught myself. Parents need to be parents and teachers need to go back to teaching whatever subject they major in and not try to counsel our kids, not filling their heads with a bunch of nonsense. The grooming needs to stop. If you want to do it in your home, that's one thing, but you do not come into the school and push it on children that are impressionable. We don't need- Wait, if you want to do grooming at home, you can, but just don't do it at the school. That sounds like a bad message flags in the class as for disgusting books they should not be allowed in the school that's the parents responsibility to teach sex education to their kids the basic body parts are one thing but encouraging such sexual relationships is very wrong and you're doing nothing but asking for major problems kids need to be kids and we need to be guiding them to be successful bringing back the basics i've said this before like cooking woodworking basic mechanics sewing just basic social skills uh, for them to be able to communicate with people in life and just to make it in life. Um, we need to focus on bowling because that is out of hand. Communication from the parents with their kids and making it a thing in the school to bring awareness. These furry 
kids should not be acknowledged. They are <laughs> looking for attention. God did not make a mistake. Oh no, the furry kid should not be acknowledged. And she said she sounded like she said bowling, but she said bullying. And I'd be willing to bet that a lot of times when this stuff about uh LGBTQ plus issues comes up in class, it's a result of bullying. You know, one of the parents ha- or one of the kids has uh gay parents or maybe a trans parent, or one of the kids is maybe gender non-conforming themselves. And then this stuff comes up in class because it has to, because it's not just a school, it's also a community. And you have to, you have to maintain rules in a community and you kind of have to, you know, you kind of have to explain some shit to some people sometimes in a community. And that's it. I don't know. Furry kids not not be acknowledged. Well, then what are you doing talking about them? And there's no furry kids at school. Do you know how much a fursuit is? My God. Anyway, a little bit of a content warning. This is going to be, this is from Waukesha, Wisconsin. This uh, is from a, a school district meeting, maybe the school board. I don't know if it's technically called the school board there. And um, good to see a uh, base of PJ's uh, lead poisoning statistic uh, meme making the rounds. Here, this is uh, from Chuds of TikTok. And here's a guy who's very concerned about, I don't know, something. Uh, address the dress code we're talking about because apparently shoes relate to students um, except for all the private schools we go to you know private schools have dress codes and those schools those students do just fine they're not struggling to learn they don't have to have all you know newest of weirdest literature they read classics and they learn how can that be how can students go to private school and learn under those absurd conditions no, it happens every day in this student in this in this town, and we lose a lot of students because of that. And it's, it's just the absurdities that I hear. Um, the other thing is parents' bill of rights. Um, the one that's being told political. Is, this is about politics all of a sudden. See, I'm old enough and been coming around here long enough that I know the history of this board, and I wear these shirts because of the history of this board, because it attacked the Second Amendment, and it decided under its old regime to play politics in here. With Wait, what the, the fucking, is the school board going to overturn the Second Amendment? That. So, now the worm is turned. You guys decided... He's like, you're not letting all the kids show up to school with a gun. Play, you leftists decided to play politics so much that you drove the citizens of this town nuts, and they actually threw you all out. Not my problem. Um... But this, my child, is my problem, and I have the right to know what is going on. And my child is also a daughter. Happy birthday, Sam. Um, <coughs> Wait, this is how you're spending your daughter's birthday? Is heavily in sports. She cannot compete against a male. A, a male, a born male with male genitalia is a male. A woman, a female, born with female genitalia is a male. There's no getting around that. He does but sound a little like he's trying to do a Ben Shapiro impression. What you are. And to say that, that a male can compete in a female and have a play, fair and playing field that a female can get when there are scholarships at, at hand, mind you, is, is absurd. In wrestling, we limit people to their weight. Why? To make it fair? No. So some others don't get hurt. That's why we do these things. There are reasons for it. The name I gave my child is only mine and my right to change alone. And I gave it at birth and it will never change. That is my... Oh, no. I don't know about that. One, If you're fucking your offspring fucking turns 18 and files for a name change ain't shit you could do about it pops right to give it and it is who she is and it is who i i gave her that name and the only one that can change it in my opinion is god himself it'd be great if god came in and said your daughter's name is now karen 
Like, what the fuck was that guy talking about? That was just like talking point soup. He like somebody in chat was saying this guy like thinks he's smart because he listens to uh, Ben Shapiro, and I think he was trying to do a bit of a Ben Shapiro impression. <sighs> More on Ben later. Here's uh, from Caldwell, Ohio. This is a school district. They're trying to put in um, some students' rights protections. This is this goes pretty pretty poorly. You state your name, sir, and your address. Uh, before my time starts, I want to just address the rules that you guys put forward. No, you. this is part of your time. Um, for instance, you said you can't criticize employees or anything like that. Um, the, Supreme Court, the Supreme Court ruled back in 1983 that any government public forum, which this is, this is an official forum, anybody can say whatever they want. And that includes, and they specifically said this in the case, criticizing school district employees and the board. So by telling them you can't, you're violating all these people's First Amendment rights. So my name's Chris Traco. I live at 2019 Fairview Avenue. Um, first, I want to talk about um, policy 2520 about the curriculum. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's just some oversight, but in there, according to Idaho law 33-512, um, one half of the curriculum committee has to be made up by parents, not a quarter. So you guys need to go back and check that. That's Idaho law. Um, and then on top of that as well, you're striking out the part that says that you're not legally responsible for providing the materials and stuff like that. I like to point out um, also 33-512 section three, you are legally to provide materials to the school children and the school boards. So why you guys are striking that out, I don't know, but you are legally responsible for it. It's Idaho statute. Now to get onto the exciting part of 3280. Sir, uh, this is not Toastmasters. Discuss last time I came here as a parent, but I don't get afforded that right because people like to attack me and use my official position instead. So I'm here on my official position. You under Idaho law are required to maintain the morals and health of all the students. How can you do that when like that little girl came up here and said, and you allow a male to use a female bathroom, you're going to put all of their moral health and safety at risk. And like, I so like <clears throat> sexual assaults tend not to happen in public bathrooms. <clears throat> have you ever tried to have consensual sex in a public bathroom? I told you before you will face litigation. You called that a threat. I'm telling you, that is what will happen. It's already happened in several states, and there's already been rulings on it. So before you waste taxpayer money, before you put a kid in harm's way, you better throw this policy out and not even consider I've got the floor. <coughs> Ms. Pacino, will you please listen to me? So you know, she should say no. Yeah, you claim you want people to follow the rules, but you break the rules left and right. Last month, you allowed two people All to right, speak. We will recess this meeting right now. Recess for 15 minutes. Recess for 15 minutes. You do not get to demand to follow the rules. Break them yourself. I like the guy, like, just to the left of the middle. He's, like, laughing at this guy. Oh. We will recess for 15 minutes. I'm sorry, we have asked, you absolutely know the protocol. 
You're not following protocol yourself. Madam Chair, I move to adjourn. Okay, I have a motion to adjourn. Do I have a second? No. No. <laughs> the guy closing his laptop was a second. I like him. The guy's just to the left of the center. You don't. He's like, fuck this. A second. A second. Okay, we have a second. Real fast, I'm going to vote section 4201. The people of the state of Idaho and creating the instruments yes, of their sir, do not yield the sovereignty sir, to the agency. Some call vote. This is who you listen okay. to. Okay, can you turn turn him off? Okay, so I would like to call vote. I'll vote in favor. Please say aye. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Meeting has been adjourned. Meeting is adjourned. Yeah, th th this is for their own safety. <clears throat> the meeting is being adjourned for the safety of the people at the front. Whoa, somebody took their kid to this? A fucking humiliating moment for America here. My God. I hope they have like a side door they can leave through or something. Yeah, they, they adjourned the meeting, like, <clears throat> I think they adjourned their meeting for their own safety. Like, this that was really bad. And fucking bad shit. I don't know, we've watched hundreds of these, though. <clears throat> the people that show up at these meetings don't necessarily represent the community. Sometimes they're not even from the community. A lot of times they're not parents. Most of the parents either don't care or generally kind of trust the teachers and the school board and shit. It's just the general attitude of the parents. Most places, in most cases. But those people don't show up because they're like being like, actually, this is fine. There's just not a lot of heat behind that. Anyway, here's a story that's pretty funny. Here's a, apparently Ron Paul wanted to get involved in education himself, but, you know, didn't want to run for school board or anything like that. So uh, here's the uh, here's the Ron Paul homeschool curriculum uh, introduction. Welcome to the Ron Paul curriculum. He said racistly. For many years, I've thought about how I could participate in education. At one time, I thought I might like to start an ordinary school. But uh, since getting out of Congress, I have become fascinated with the opportunities to promote education through the internet, and that is the reason that I am very much involved with the Ron Paul uh, curriculum. It's what has your name on it? So important because we have such a disastrous problem, you know, with our government school system now. But what I have designed here is uh, an opportunity to get education through the internet from K through 12. And this uh, doesn't cover every single subject, but let me tell you a little bit about what, what it does cover. It uh, is freedom. 
emphasize history, it's going to emphasize economic policy, and it'll be different than what most youngsters are getting from their high schools and their grade schools. Economics certainly won't be teaching socialism and Keynesianism, and history will have a different perspective as well. We will be talking Gold. in courses on natural science, uh, the humanities, as well as business. And this, these are three major categories that uh, we will be talking about. But by the time our students no math or science get to the 11th and 12th grade, they have to make a decision on which way they want to go. Uh, do they want to study the humanities? Do they want to go into natural sciences? Or are they interested in starting a business as soon as possible? So that will be a time uh, that uh, individuals would be tr trying to make a decision exactly which way to go with the use of our curriculum. But it's also uh, he did say natural science. Was available wrong. Uh, to the students uh, a course. It's a special course that if they decide, well, my goal right now is uh, to go to college. It's a special course to condition and, and, and get people to understand how to take these entrance exams and take these tests. We're convinced that if they do this, they can save a lot of money because if you test out you can save two years of college and you're saving a lot of, of money. Oh, I don't need to take this uh, <clears throat> this uh, 100 or 101 level course, actually. I went to the Ron Paul Academy, excuse me. Just imagine the fucking, fucking balls going into like your first year at a university and trying to convince somebody of that. <laughs> so this is a brief outline of what the uh, curriculum is like. Uh, take a look at it and uh, see what you think because uh, uh, I believe very sincerely that this is a very important project and it can change the future for a long time to come. Thank you for listening. Grafter. That shit is going to, that shit's probably really, really expensive. And it's, it's just a homeschooling curriculum. That's all he's doing is like trying to give like materials to people who want to homeschool their kids. Um, <clears throat> homeschooling isn't always bad. Some people just live in a rural area and like just the drive to school is bad. And if they're capable of doing it and someone's a stay at home parent, there's, there's ways in which you can do it pretty well. I'd say probably up until high school. I think once it gets to be about high school that the, the, your kids need to be like socializing with other kids. That's just my opinion though. I'm not an education expert. So this next video, it's going to be really hard for you not to be distracted by the beard, but try to listen to the wild thing this guy is saying. Just try. We'll, we'll see if we can. We'll, we'll work on it together. Hey, friends. Prophet Charlie Shamp here. The Bible declares to us that Ishmael was conceived through contention and striving for the promise, while Isaac, on the other hand, was conceived simply by trusting and believing in God. Faith is in the rest. Today I decree and I declare to you. See, I knew you weren't going to be able to get past the beard. Again, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, you got to go check out the video or at least check the show notes. The In the show notes, this is called Don't Get Distracted by the Beard. Did he use Sharpie instead of Just for Men? <laughs> like on his beard? that you are entering into the rest. Receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No, I don't think it's like a Snapchat filter or whatever. I think that I, 
I, I like the the hypothesis that he used a sharpie actually on his beard. I like that one a lot. It was the best hypothesis. Maybe he used charcoal. Just <laughs> fucking charcoal like on his beard. That's fucking funny. So to close out the uh, docket this week, we might uh, go into red light a couple minutes early this week. I got two um, a Tiny Dancer Ben Shapiro uh, clips. One of them is, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, Tiny Dancer Ben has a law degree, and he's going to talk about how Marjorie Taylor Greene had her video removed from Twitter uh, due to copyright because she was using a Dr. Dre song, and Dr. Dre was like, no. He's like, I'm going like, to have my lawyer take that video down. Here's uh, Tiny Dancer Ben. Uh, with a law degree explaining copyright law is my goodness I mean, dr dre of f the police fame dr dre of words that i cannot say on the air fame reading his lyrics would of course get me in trouble not just because it'd be incredibly memeable but because his lyrics particularly at the start of his career are disgusting his lyrics about the police about women about violence about drug use are indeed horrifying the yeah, yeah, so he shouldn't be able to use copyright law. That's that's the rules. Ben Shapiro, attorney at law. And Ben got memed pretty bad this week. Here's Ben Shapiro. I'm sorry, tiny dancer Ben Shapiro trying to write logical mathematical proofs that his own made-up methodology, that his own worldview is correct. So here is the equation. L equals, and the numerator is S plus, and then it's R times A plus I. Okay, so S in this particular equation, represents social solidarity. So if you have an area that has a lot of social solidarity, that's going to help. He doesn't fuck the police public enemy. The government. Because obviously social solidarity means you're all going to vote in, in ways that you're not going to offend your neighbor because you like your neighbor and you're not there to use the government to crack down on your neighbor. Plus, responsiveness of the authority to input, that's R, times the avoidability of the authority. So if you know that the government is both responsive to you and also if you're unable to get a response from the government. You're able to avoid the government, right? You can move out of the area. And this also contributes to the legitimacy of the government. I don't have to, if I'm in California, and I don't like California, I can leave. That means that the government has a high level of legitimacy. One of the reasons being, even though I disagree with the way that California is governed, I can always take off, which means the people who are left there are consenting to being there. Plus I, which is the ability of any authority to advance the interests of its population. So in other words, if government has the following aspects, it is going to have a lot of legitimacy at any level. This, by the way, doesn't just apply to governments. It actually applies to families as well. If there's a lot of social solidarity within the, the area governed by the government, if that government is responsive to input from people, if you can avoid the government, if the government doesn't rule the way you want to, you can leave. And if the government is very effective at implementing the needs and wants of its citizens, it's going to have a high level of consent. Okay, the denominator. These are the things the government can do to undermine its own authority, essentially. V is violation of fundamental or pragmatic rights by the authority or destruction of rules and rules by the authority. So the, the government decides it's going to wipe away civil society. It's going to wipe away your rights. It is now jacked up the levels of control it is, it is using against you. It undermines the legitimacy of the government. R, right? This is R prime. It's the regulatory strictness of the authority. So the authority passes very, very strong regulations to move against you. This undermines the legitimacy of the government unless you've consented at a very high level to that. <laughs> and finally, the aggressiveness of the enforcement by the authority. <laughs> I like how he's got a R and an A that mean two different things there. He's like, oh, R prime. He stuck a, a fucking 
in quotation mark next to it or whatever, or an apostrophe next to it. So that's actually a different R and a different A. He's the ultimate math nerd, everybody. I don't know what the fuck that was. I just know that this guy is the best they got over there. He's the he's the intellectual powerhouse of the new right. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm actually more scared of the people at the meeting that we watched. <laughs> this is from the Ron Paul curriculum. This is the social science part of the Ron Paul curriculum. Not a bad callback. Anyway, that's the pod. Um, everybody uh, got an hour and 50 minutes or maybe a little more uh, this week instead of an hour. Um, but still, uh, if you want red light, check out uh, patreon.com slash echoplex. Anybody at the $5 level or above can get that. Also, you can just email me. Just be like, I would like the whole show and I'll just send you a link to the to download it. I'm not going to fucking paywall an MP3 or an MP4 over $5. It's some fucking petty shit. Thanks, everybody. The show's been fun. Stick around, live viewers. We're going to go into red light in just a minute here. I have to turn the lights red and pour a cocktail. This is, as always, Boomers by Periscope. I'll see everybody on the flip side.
Down Ballot is Echoplex Media's hyper-local Bay Area and California news show, focusing on local politics and the lighter side of big city issues through the eyes of local news. Producer Dave and the councilman untangle the threads of small government and show us just how petty city politics can be. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia, Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.